Hey there, photographers. Did you know there are four different levels that most photography businesses go through? Well, I want to share those levels with you and give you some tips to help you get to consistent $2,000 sales as quickly as possible. And even if you're just starting out, well, it's probably within reach for you too. So join me for this free live training where we are going to talk about those four different levels and what's required to move from one level to the other to help you making more money in your business right now. I hope you'll join me. Just click the link below to register for free. Welcome back to the Hair of the Dog podcast. Heather's back this week, and this week we are talking about how her and I are going to spend $100,000. Now, these are just hypothetical $100,000, but... It's still a great exercise, nonetheless, one that we promised we'd come back and share after our episode number 123, Money Trigger SOS. You know the one, the one with a $35,000 Hermes purse, what I thought was Hermes. Anyway, stay tuned. Let's spend $100,000, and I want to know how you are going to spend it too. Welcome to the Hair of the Dog podcast. If you're a pet photographer ready to make more money and start living a life by your design, you've come to the right place. And now, your host, pet photographer, travel addict, chocolate martini connoisseur, Nicole Begley. Hey, everybody. Nicole here from Hair of the Dog. And I am with my special guest, Heather Lautnan, because we promised you a follow-up and we are here. Hey, Heather. Hey, how are you? I am excellent. And I've given some time to think about how I'm going to spend $100,000. Now, I've got to say, before we get into this, the episode that we're referring to is episode number 123. It was Money Trigger SOS, where I talked you off the ledge from said $35,000 used Used Hermes purse. Yeah. Yeah, that was not a ledge. That was a cliff. I was, <laughs> I was real. I'm still kind of shook up about that. So much so that I told somebody about it this morning. <laughs> so it's still clearly an issue. Although it did help to talk it through. I just can't. You know, it comes down to this, Nicole. We don't like things we don't understand. Right. And I don't understand that. And I can't, I just can't wrap my brain around it. So. And it's too big of a leap, I think, it's too. too. Yeah. Like you, you start to push yourself outside your comfort zone, like to raise your money tolerance of like what's acceptable to have in your account, what's acceptable to earn from a photography session, you know, things like that. Like it starts off, you're like, oh my gosh, there's no way I can earn $500 in a session. And then it's <laughs> like, there's no way I'll earn $5,000. But then you get to like $750, and then maybe $1,500, and then $2,000, and then $3,000, and then $4,000. And you're like, oh, whatever. I can't believe I ever worked for $500. Bucks. Like my minimum's two grand now. So you're just on your ladder. Right. Your $35,000 purse. You're just currently, at least I am currently at $35 at Target. Yes. yes that's, maybe I, TJ Maxx. And you know, I bought a Michael's Coors purse, Michael Coors purse, excuse me, at Marshall's maybe three years ago for like $59. And I was like, whoa, this is too much money. I don't know what it was. It was around that price. Right, it was right. Definitely less than $100. i am still carrying that purse. And <laughs> it's filthy. And I don't, I just don't care. There are, you know, we we 
alluded to this previously that there are some things that you're willing to spend money on and some things you're not, you know, and for you, it's vacations and the like, but purses are just not it for me. And so I don't know that I'll ever get to the $35,000 mark, but, but I do need to uh, reconcile how I can, I don't know, maybe accept it and not feel like I want to hurl myself off a cliff. Yeah. Yes. Well, and in that episode, we talked about like you and I both had a hard time coming up with ideas of what we would spend frivolously on ourselves because the things that we like to spend our money on really benefit the whole family. So it's it's a lot easier for us to be like, oh yeah, no, I value travel and I'm making these wonderful memories for my kids and we're all together and it's great and it's not just benefiting me. Um, and same thing with you with like goals of paying off the house and the things that you want to spend money on. It's benefiting everyone. It's like security of the family. But we needed an assignment <laughs> to spend $100,000 frivolously on ourselves. Doesn't benefit any buddy else this seems Anybody like else. an impossible task and it's been several <laughs> and, weeks and at the same time it's like twist my arm like right I just spent a hundred thousand hypothetical dollars on myself right right <laughs> i i mean i've been thinking about it for several weeks and i'm still struggling so i can't wait to hear yours what did you come up with okay all right well i started off with like decorating my house and like hiring a decorator because i feel like that's not extravagance, not the right word, but it's just not something I'm ready to invest money in for me personally at this time, which the funny thing that happened because of that. And then I have another one actually. So decorating my house is where I started. And then I started like actually looking up some Pinterest boards and things. And I'm basically going to get started like doing a whole little bedroom remodel, mostly because I don't know. It's like a hodgepodge of stuff. And we have furniture. It's like heavy wood furniture, like darker wood furniture. And I don't dislike it. Like it's a pretty sleigh bed, but it's just if I were picking out bedroom furniture now, it's not what I would choose. And I I was looking at it. I'm like, well, I can update this without having to buy new furniture. So I always felt before it's like, oh, I'm going to buy it. Like, whatever. I have furniture. It's fine. No one even sees it. Likes my bedroom. I spend like every night for right. good eight plus hours in there. Uh, I fold laundry what seems like every afternoon as well because <laughs> yes. my family seems to wear a lot of clothes. But anyway, um, so I started looking on Pinterest. We're going to do like a board and batten on the back wall with just like tall vertical wood stripes and paint it like a really dark blue and then repaint the rest of the house, maybe put some draperies up. And I'm going to um, kick off. I have like this fake tree in the corner that just collects dust. So that's gone. I'm going to put a nice chair there so I can sit and read comfy when I want to hide from my children. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to do for that. So I'm like, oh, well, then this is actually pretty easy and actually doesn't cost much money at all because we know a woodworking guy that can do that and just a little coat of paint and some a chair and some draperies done. Um, so then I started thinking, okay, what would it really be? And what it would really be at this point in time would be a truck and a trailer. But wait, Nicole, I thought you were buying a truck. So Heather, (laughs) I did the math. Okay. (laughs) I did the math and I just can't do it. Um, You know, because I started thinking, I'm like, all right, if I have a trailer, I've got personal property tax because North Carolina is one of those, you know, states that gives you a nice personal property taxes on your vehicles, Mm. which is, you know, lovely. I I like to say that all the states are going to get their taxes one way or the other, whether right. it's high property taxes or, you know, whatever, high income tax or high olive in California. But anyway, in North Carolina, we have personal property taxes on our vehicles. So I'd have to pay that. 
There'd be like four new tires to buy and maintain. There'd be yearly inspections, like all these extra expenses. And then, you know, it started out of, well, if I get a truck, like my next car, I wanted like a Suburban or a Tahoe, like a SUV on a truck chassis. But now I'm looking at that versus like an Explorer. So still a full-size SUV, but not like the over not on, a, on a car chassis one, not the big truck one. Like $20,000 less right. than that big one. And I'm like, I mean, I like the big one. I don't like it $20,000 more, <laughs> you know? Like I don't, I don't need it. It would be nice, but I don't need it. So long story short, short, for how often we would go to shows, like six times a year is like a good year. I'm like, it's $6,000 basically to pay the trailer two horses to each show. So $6,000 a year. I worked out the difference from getting like the Explorer size car to like the F-250 plus the trailer. I mean, we're talking a good $45,000. Wow. Not including the yearly extra upkeep and expenses. And I'm like, that would take, what, nine years <laughs> to um, to go through and, and pay off. So anyway. Long well, story short, right now yeah. I'm going normal car. My frivolous spend would be a truck and trailer. Um, but who knows? Maybe in a couple of years, maybe I'll upgrade if we decide that we still want to do it. Because guess what? This decision isn't permanent. Right. That's <laughs> a very good point. The, just because you make the decision. Uh, so what people suffer a lot from decision fatigue because they act like they are pouring concrete on their feet. Right. You're not. Is So ask yourself, is the decision reversible? And for most decisions, like almost 99% of decisions are in fact reversible. Because if you did invest in a car and it didn't work out, you could trade it in. You could get a truck. If you invested in a truck and you were like, whoa, this is too much, you could trade it in. You know, right. there, there's always a way that you can reverse the decision. But okay, you were you were doing this math, this calculation on the $6,000 a year to for somebody else to take the horses mm-hmm. to the shows mm-hmm. versus you spend but that but that's not a fair calculation because it's not that's not the only reason. I mean you you want a truck because you like a truck. Now maybe the trailer. Maybe the trailer. That's yeah. like a yeah. direct comparison. Mm-hmm. But the truck, like you've always wanted that big truck. Well not necessarily pickup truck. I, I love the I love like the suburbans and the Tahoes. But they're almost as much as the pickup truck and the pickup truck is safer or more powerful, better suited for pulling two big horses in a trailer. I was actually at YM camera last week and one of my photographer friends pulled up in her F-250 and oh, oh it was a beaut. And I said, my friend Nicole would be so jealous right now. It's this big, beautiful. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I don't even, I said, I watched her pull this thing into a parking space. I said, I got to tell you, that was an impressive parking job <laughs> because that is a massive vehicle. And she said, yeah, I love this truck. It was very, very fancy. It was yeah. a nice truck. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. The price tag reflects that. Right, right. So yeah. So well, and how I knew that I needed to do deeper, Heather, is I've had this resistance around this you for have. a while. Yes. And I've been like saying for six months, I'm gonna order it, I'm gonna order it, I'm gonna do it. Actually, it's been like almost it was, it's been like since the start of COVID-ish since I got the horse. So almost two years. Um, that it's been like, I'm getting a truck, I'm getting a truck, and I just couldn't. I just couldn't take the next step. And I was like, is this a money thing? Because it's significantly more expensive than I've ever paid for cars in the past. Is this, uh, or is there like, is there something else? Like, what's my resistance here? And then when I did the math and then I made this decision, 
it feels lighter and aligned. And I'm like, yes, we went out and looked at cars on Monday. So oh, okay. like, um, yeah. So it's just like, I now know it's the right decision at this time, just right. based on my feelings, because again, our feelings are a barometer of, uh, you know, where we are. Yeah, but you're wise to question those feelings because feelings can also lead us astray. They True. can tell us the truth, but they can lead us astray. And you're not, because I've known you a long time, you are not the type of deci- person that makes decisions based on your feelings. You have a feeling, you explore it, but then you also look at logic. So you're not a a rash decision maker. You know, yeah. you you thought this through and you looked at all sides and you just couldn't make it make sense. Because I'm usually a really quick decision maker. Like it's like, Oh, all right, done. I made that decision. And like every time we've shopped for a house, we've looked for one weekend and we're like, okay, that one (laughs) done. (laughs) I know what I like and I know what I want. And when I see it, I get it. (laughs) But the F two fifty just, yeah, it's just just not the right time. Not the right time. So that would be your frivolous. Uh Although one could argue (laughs) That that's not entirely frivolous because you would be using it for function. Yeah, but I can still, I, I'm still doing the same function. It's not changing the function that I'm doing. Yes. Currently. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, so great. So it's your turn. So as of yesterday, I mean, we had this on the schedule uh, for about a week. And as of yesterday, I still did not have anything. <laughs> And I kept thinking about, I was talking to a mutual friend of ours and she's like, oh my gosh, it's so easy. I would get all the plastic surgery. She's like, anything I didn't like about myself, I would just go have it fixed. I thought that was funny. I'm a, I'm a, I have some fear around surgery, so that's not for me. But I just struggle, struggle, struggle. And then I was talking to you about, you know, we do a lot of recording of podcasts, podcasts, screencasts. We teach Lightroom and Photoshop. We teach uh-huh. online. And noise is an issue in my home. I'm always complaining about uh it. And so I had said, I want to build like a tiny home on our property where I could have my office and a soundproof room and I would be the only person with a key. So I would (laughs) lock the doors and nobody could get in. Okay. But that, so I thought, I thought of that, but then it was like, Uh no, that's for work. And that would be like, that would have a function and that would have a purpose. Uh, But it's still, it's kind of like the truck. Like you, you have yes. a place we're recording right now. You make it work. Right. It's, it's not that much of a hardship. Correct. You know, it's just occasionally inconvenient. Correct. So I could argue that, but I thought I wasn't sure if you would allow it. So I wanted to take it one step further <laughs> and decided that this tiny home office situation needs to be in the trees. So I would oh. call the treehouse master. If you've ever watched that show on TV, it's so interesting. And I would build this tiny home on our property, but up in the trees. But I would have it fully functional, you know, like water, electric, heat, and everything. And would you Airbnb it? 100%. Now this is, now this is an investment. 100%. <laughs> I would. I, I could, you can't stop me from doing that, okay? <laughs> it would be, It would. I would have it so that there was, like it was a full house, like tiny, right? Uh-huh. But a full house, meaning people could stay. We could have guests in from out of town, but I would also have my office in it so that I could. Well, this is going to be a problem. You're going to need your office somewhere else because if you build that and Airbnb it, that's going to be on all like the best of the tri-state yeah. area, romantic Airbnbs. It's going to be booked all the time. Yeah. So um, you should just do that as an investment. Okay. Okay. But if I, <laughs> but listen, if that happened, then, and the investment was doing well, then I would have the money to build another tiny house. Oh, uh-huh. True. <laughs> somewhere True. Else like, on the- <laughs> I was planning on using this as an office, but I can never get in because it's yeah. always rented. So yeah. I'm going to need to build another one. And then you're going to have do. a tiny house compound with just like this whole little camping, um, like 
I've thought Get of away. it. Actually, when we built the homestead, part of my dream was just starting with the house. And then it was the chicken coop that we have a, a second detached garage in the chicken coop. And in my mind, it was going to be a chapel. I was going to build like a tiny chapel, like mm-hmm. so cute. You Like photographers mm-hmm. could use it. We have um, areas on the property where photographers come and shoot. So I rent out the property. So I wanted to have a chapel. Then I was like, oh, I could have like an all glass studio. And then I was like, I need a cabin. And then I now I need a tree house. So I did have this, I, I have had this vision of like this <laughs> community. Now I have not run this by the permitting folks in our township at all. So I don't know <laughs> what that looks like, but um, I do like to dream big. So if I had $100,000 to kickstart this, and if you won't allow me the tiny house or the tree house, then I would do a chapel, which is totally frivolous. Like who needs a chapel on their property? But I just want big chapel windows, stained glass, like with a, a steeple. And I, I can actually picture it with like all of this decor outside. We could host events, but then again, photographers could oh, use it. There'd be cute little chicken decorations outside yes. the chapel. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> the chicken chapel. I don't know. But it would it would definitely be cute. So uh, yeah, I need those funds. So let's, can we somehow shift this from hypothetical to I need investors? <laughs> yeah, right? My GoFundMe page is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. That was it. That was, we promised we would follow up with you guys with what we would spend our money on. And um, I would love to hear from you. Somebody actually sent me a DM this morning that she would spend her $100,000 frivolous money on more tattoos. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what? I'm thinking I'm actually going to post this on my personal Facebook page. I'm going to ask people what they would spend the money on. They can't say a car or a house or investments uh-huh. or paying yep. off debt. And I bet you'll get a ton of responses. And it yeah. will be just interesting. So maybe people can find me on Facebook and comment there or just read through the comments because I bet it's about to get really interesting. Uh-huh. I think also <laughs> when we release this, the day we release this, um, my team, please take a note because I'll totally forget. Uh, but anyway, we should post in the Circle community. Yes that I want your answers. I want your 100K answers. Boom. Actually, I'm going to go post in the Circle community right now. Great idea. Because people have already listened to our one where we talk about this. And then um, we'll link it up in the show notes if you guys want to jump on that thread and let us know what your 100K splurge is. I would be so curious. Yes. I know. I love this kind of stuff. So fun. All right. Thanks, Heather, for checking in with us. And uh, we'll see you on another podcast soon. Bye, everybody. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode on your phone and post it up there on your Instagram stories. And be sure to tag us at Hair of the Dog Academy. And we would just love to see how you're listening. And uh, full disclosure... Sometimes we just like to give away a little pet photographer swag in the form of hair of the dog, t-shirts and sweatshirts. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and share that screenshot of this episode. And don't forget to tag us at hair of the dog Academy. And while you're there, maybe you want to jump on over to our account and see what we're up to on the gram. Would love to connect with you. Thanks for listening to the Hair of the Dog podcast. This was episode number 130. If you want to check out the show notes for access to any of the resources that we mentioned, 
simply go to www.hairofthedogacademy.com slash 130. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hair of the Dog podcast. If you enjoyed this show, please take a minute to leave a review. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our upcoming episodes. One last thing. If you are ready to dive into more resources, head over to our website at www.hairofthedogacademy.com. Thanks for being a part of this pet photography community.